Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Ray Show, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. No one puts a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Uh, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminar, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Shell Radio on Twitter. Now, in this week's show, we're going to be looking at some player props for the San Francisco 49ers for the upcoming season. A lot of stuff going on today as the official schedules will be released for all, thir- for all of the teams in the NFL on ESPN tonight. Uh, whether or not it deserves to be a three-hour show on ESPN is a separate story. But either or, uh, for the next couple of weeks, we will be going through different sections of the 49er schedule. So stay tuned for that. But until then, uh, instead of waiting it out for those three hours to make a video late tonight, I decided to end up doing something involving some player props today that I was going to get to later on anyway. So without further ado, we're going to be starting with the quarterback position with Jimmy Garoppolo. And currently, the line I'm going to be using is on Foxbet, and the yardage for Garoppolo is currently set at 4,074.5, and we're going to be taking the under there, and that is currently available at minus 125. Now, the main reasons why I like the Garoppolo under here is based on a couple of things. First of all, last year, Garoppolo was very solid in the regular season before being relatively mediocre in the playoffs, just the reality it is, no, no offense to anybody. But last year, he finished with 3,978 yards, so he didn't even get to 4,000 last year. Now he lost Emmanuel Sanders, and I just don't think that he should get over 4,000 this season. So for me, I think that total is a bit too high. Garoppolo had some pretty big outlier games, mostly against the Cardinals, as he absolutely torched them last season. If you look at the numbers in particular against the Cardinals, Uh, scrolling through last season, uh, in the two meetings he had against the Cardinals, uh, trying to find it, sorry, uh, he ended up throwing for over 316 yards in both games. So a couple of outliers there against Arizona in the two games combined, he threw for 741 yards. So needless to say, Arizona's defense should get a lot better now that it ended up drafting Isaiah Simmons. And I expect Garoppolo to have fewer outlier games like that. In terms of how he performed last year, though, did pretty well overall before the playoffs kicked in, and he struggled a bit against superior defenses as Garoppolo throughout the entire postseason ended up uh, having just 427 passing yards in three games, while also having two passing touchdowns and three interceptions. Now, some people have wondered if Garoppolo was exposed or if he just struggled against te- in, uh, teams in the postseason because he was going up against higher level of competition. Either or, I am a little bit concerned about Garoppolo moving forward because I do believe that Kyle Shannon might uh, lack some trust in him moving forward. I know Garoppolo ended up uh, being the starting quarterback for the Super uh, for the Super Bowl runner-ups there, but at the end of the day, I really didn't think he did much in pretty much any of the three games, and the 49ers pretty much coasted off of their elite rushing attack with their elite-level defense. 
You look at the Vikings, he went 11 for 19 for 131 yards, one touchdown, no picks. I mean, one touchdown, one pick. Not great. Against Green Bay, he only threw eight times uh, because they just ran the ball for, for roughly 300-plus yards. Then you have the Kansas City game where he went 20 of 31, looked really good for about two quarters, uh, had a pretty poor interception early on. Then he threw an interception in garbage time. But he also missed Emmanuel Sanders on that wide-open post route, which could have given the 49ers a lead, and he didn't really make enough plays to uh, put the game out of reach and allowed Kansas City to come from behind and win. So kind of similarly to what I saw from Goff the year after the Rams made the Super Bowl, Goff kind of fell off, and it seemed like the coaching staff lacked a little bit of trust with him, with McVay, and everything that happened with the Rams, and I'm a little bit concerned that that's going to happen this year with Garoppolo. It seems like the 49ers and Shannon should be Pretty content with relying on the ground game for the most part, letting them play field position and time of possession football, and letting their elite level defense get after the quarterback that way, and that is how they're going to win games. That was the recipe for success. Now you have to wonder if Garoppolo will have to be uh, successful through the air based on how teams can crowd the box. But at the end of the day, the 49ers still have Tevin Coleman, and they still have Mostert, and Mostert, in my opinion, should be the starter from day one. He is phenomenal. And I think Moster could easily go for, I'd say, 1,200 yards, give or take, potentially even more. So for that reason, I just think this yardage hold is a bit too high. I think if I had to guess here, Garoppolo threw for roughly 3,900 last year. I think he's actually going to throw for less this year. I think he'll throw for somewhere around 3,700. And for that reason, I think that this total is a bit too high. So for the first prop I'm going to be talking about for the 49ers on the regular season, I will be taking the Jimmy Garoppolo under 4,074.5 passing yards which is available on FoxBet at minus 125. Now looking at another prop involving Jimmy Garoppolo, we're going to be looking at his passing touchdowns, and that line is currently set at 27.5 on FoxBet. And looking through uh, last season, Garoppolo finished the year with 27 touchdown passes exactly with 13 picks. And for that reason, I'm going to take the under on this as well. I'm not saying that Garoppolo is going to struggle dramatically this season, but the 49ers are going to be facing a first-place schedule after finishing in first place in the NFC West by one yard last year after that thrilling Week 17 game against Seattle. And San Francisco, according to win percentage, is supposed to have the fourth-hardest schedule in the entire league behind a couple of AFC East teams. So for that reason, I do think that Garoppolo should struggle to put the ball into the end zone against some of the elite-level defenses that he will be facing. Uh... Same point that compounded with everything I just said about Shannon and how I expect Shannon to rely more on the ground game and the defense. I simply think the 49ers should pound the rock a lot more on the goal line with the likes of Mostert as well as with Coleman. So I think that even though Garoppolo was solid last year, and I do think that he will throw less picks and and less touchdowns and less for, for less yards due to less pass attempts in comparison to last year, at the end of the day, I just think that the 49ers are going to focus more on a run-first option uh, attack, and for that reason, I just think that that will negatively impact Garoppolo's stats. I don't think that's a bad thing, though. 49ers prove up front. I know they ended up losing Joe Staley, but they replaced him with Trent Williams, so hopefully that'll be a relative wash. They still have a very solid offensive line, and Kittle's a phenomenal blocking tight end. The receivers are decent blockers as well. Um, I just think the 49ers should stick to a run-first attack which should lead to some uh, to less impressive stats by Garoppolo this season, which is kind of a good thing. They're, gonna, they're kind of going to treat him, in my opinion, as an Alex Smith, kind of a game manager, so to speak. 
who will do more to not lose you games than to potentially win you games. And I still think the 49ers will be really successful, but we'll dive more in-depth on the individual uh, game breakdowns in the upcoming weeks once the schedule is officially released. But for me, he had 27 touchdowns last year. He replaced Emmanuel Sanders with a rookie wide receiver in Brandon Ayuk, who might be healthy, might not be healthy. He had surgery during the offseason, so you still have to wonder if that will take him some time to A, fully rehab, and B, adjust to NFL-quality defenders. So based on that, you lose a key weapon out there, and I think that his numbers will drop as a result. So if I had to guess on Garoppolo's season upcoming, I'd say roughly 3,700 yards, roughly 24 touchdowns, and roughly 8 picks, give or take. I think that sounds pretty reasonable. And for that reason, I just think this number is set a little bit too high. So for that reason, I will lean to the under 4,074.5 passing yards with Garoppolo at minus 125, and I will also take the under 27.5 touchdown passes, which is available at minus 110. Now before we get into the last prop we're going to be discussing for today's video, or today's podcast, because of the fact that this is audio only, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. While you're waiting this one out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. With no NBA, no NHL, and no MLB, you might think that there's absolutely nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of options, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. But that's not all. They also have options on eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, the presidential elections, the Spelling Bee, and their $750,000 poker series. There's still a lot of fun to be had at BetOnline, and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Welcome back, everybody, to the Betting Barrier Podcast. We just finished talking about some of the quarterback props available for Jimmy Garoppolo on some of the betting markets. Now we're going to be switching gears and talking about the main weapon on offense, and that's going to be tight end George Kittle. We're going to be talking about his yardage prop. Uh, which is currently listed at 1,075.5. Now, looking at George Kittle last season, he had 85 receptions, which was 17th most in the entire league, for 1,053 receiving yards, which ranked 23rd in the league as well. Now, it is worth mentioning that Kittle uh, had some injury issues later on in the year as he was dealing with a foot injury, and he actually ended up missing a game as well. So that definitely... Uh, meant that Kittle was on pace to go over this total before some injuries caused him to not play the full 16-game season. Now the number is roughly where it finished last year. He finished with 1,053, and now it's currently at 1075.5. For me, I like the over there at minus 110. Uh, Simply put, I already talked about how Kittle missed some time last year. I still think that he is the best tight end in the entire league all around. You can argue from a wider... from a receiving yards perspective that George uh, that George Kittle is secondary to Travis Kelsey but anytime you have Patrick Mahomes I feel your numbers are automatically going to be inflated and Kittle's phenomenal blocker he's an unbelievable wide receiver he's an absolute menace to take down just as the New Orleans Saints on that fourth down play in the regular season I think Kittle's phenomenal and I think with Sanders no longer on the roster I expect Kittle to get a lot of more a lot more targets in the future. Uh, he's already, he was already heavily targeted as it was, but nowadays I definitely expect him to be the primary option moving forward since you don't have really any veteran wide receivers to rely on anymore. 
They traded Marquise Goodwin, who missed a decent portion of last year. They lost Sanders in free agency, and now they still have Debo Samuel, who will be in his second year, and you still have a rookie in Brandon Ayuk. Don't, don't really have anyone you could fully trust. Debo Samuel definitely earned some trust, but he had some fumbling issues during the course of the season, and I definitely think Kittle will be the main guy uh, for Shannon play calls, and I definitely think that should lead to more targets and more receptions as well as more yards for Kittle. I think Kittle should finish somewhere around or somewhere north of 1,100. I think he should have a very solid year. It's kind of interesting, though, because I basically said I like Garoppolo under, but I like Kittle over, and I think that actually does make sense because of the lack of other weapons for Garoppolo to throw to. Uh, it's it's one thing to go from an elite-level wide receiver um, to go to a relative rookie. Now, is Emmanuel Sanders elite? Not necessarily, but he is still a very solid veteran. And even though they acquired him halfway through the season last year, Sanders was very consistent. He was very solid. He had some injury issues as well, but he was still very good. And I think that some timing might be off with some of the younger wide receivers on the roster. So I do think Garoppolo might struggle a bit overall. However, I do think he'll be on the same page as Kittle the entire time. And pretty much no, no linebacker can actually cover Kittle. So I just think he's a matchup nightmare in, in itself. Plus, he'll get a ton of extra yards after the catch because of just how tough he is to break down. In my opinion, Kittle's basically Gronk Jr., and he should be the creme de la creme of tight ends for the next couple of years, bare minimum. So for that reason, I think there, there's a decent chance he could lead all tight ends in receiving yards, and I think he should finish somewhere north of 1,100. So I do think this number is a bit low, which makes me believe that there is some value on Kittle uh, with his receiving yards prop over. Other than that, though, he had five touchdown receptions last year, which was tied for 42nd. Really had a hard time getting into the end zone. Now, there are no touchdown props available for Kittle, at least from what I was looking for. But I'd assume that number is probably going to be somewhere around five and a half to six. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, though, so I'm just speculating. But for me, I'd also lean to the over in that as well. Kittle should be receiving the bulk of red zone touches. I do think that Garoppolo will throw for less touchdowns than what he had last year at 27. But at the end of the day, I just don't think there's enough weapons. You might get some screen passes to Coleman and Mostert. But for the most part, Kittle should be read A and read B on pretty much every passing play. So I would have to lean to the over with Kittle touchdown receptions there as well. Now, talking about the running backs, it's a pretty interesting situation for the 49ers as you end up having a 1A, 1B situation after Brito was traded. And you have Mostert, who bursted onto the scene as a phenomenal running back and you still have veteran Tevin Coleman. I still can't believe Coleman started in that Super Bowl. I think that was absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how you do not give Mostert any touches in the first quarter after he ran for 200-plus yards in the NFC title game. I thought that was ridiculous by Shanahan. And for me, even though Coleman's a veteran, and even though he's very familiar with Shanahan's system because they have history in Atlanta, Mostert has to start. He's just that much better than Coleman. It's not even close. Assuming Mostert actually ends up being the recipient of roughly, I don't know, 70% of the snaps, he should run for roughly 1,200 yards, 1,100 plus. I actually just think he's that good. Coleman should be a change of pace guy. He's also had injury issues in the past, so I don't know how durable he will be in the future. I'm a little bit skeptical of how uh, well he will be able to you know, keep his health, and I think that he should get injured at some point during the course of the regular season once again. But looking at all of the numbers, there really isn't anything available on Mostert or Coleman in any betting market because of that little committee they got going there. 
the two-headed monster. So some books are afraid to put out numbers. If anything comes up, I might address that in a future video. But if you see a line on Mostert, if it's anywhere lower than 1,200, I'd probably take the over. I just think Mostert should have a big year. But it also depends on if Shannon will finally admit that Mostert is the superior back in comparison to Coleman. So if he realizes that, take the over. Other than that, though, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stick with Coleman just because of the fact he picked him in the Super Bowl, even though Mostert absolutely torched Green Bay for all four quarters. I don't know. That's my thoughts on that. But in terms of any other props, the only three that are actually listed was Garoppolo passing yards, Garoppolo touchdown passes, and Kittle receiving yards. But there is one other prop that we can talk about, and that is going to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, I know that that's going to be tough to actually break down because there are a lot of people in there, and it's kind of tough to predict. But at the end of the day, you do have Nick Bosa, who does have the second lowest odds to win the award, and he is currently at plus 1,100 with only Aaron Donald in front of him at a plus 750. Now, Bosa was absolutely phenomenal last year. No way to describe it. He came into the NFL, and he absolutely dominated. Nobody could stop him. And the question is if he will be able to duplicate that level of success, especially with the Forrest Buckner no longer on the roster. They will be replacing him with rookie Javon Kinlaw. So you have to wonder if maybe defense will start to double-team Bosa on the outside and pretty much dare Kinlaw to beat uh, NFL quality offensive linemen, which is a possibility. Do I think Bosa is going to win the award this year? No, I think plus 1100 is a little bit too low for a guy as young as Bosa. I think Bosa should be somewhere around the plus 1800, plus 2000 range. Von Miller's plus 2000. I think he should be somewhere around there alongside his brother at plus 2000 as well as Chandler Jones at plus 2000. I think Chandler Jones is a better chance of winning the award than Nick Bosa just because Chandler, Bo Ch Chandler Jones has been a sack maestro in previous years, and I'm pretty sure that he either led the league or he was top two in the NFL last year. So I'm a little bit more inclined to lean to Jones there at that price. Uh, do I think Donald's going to win the award? No. I think Donald's is tremendous, but at the end of the day, you have to wonder if the people that actually vote get tired of voting for the same people over and over again. Khalil Mack at plus 1,200 is also interesting. You could look there. J.J. Watt's always attractive at plus 1,800. At the end of the day, there's just too many horses in this race, and I don't think that there is enough value on Bosa. So for me, I'm going to pass. But once again, recapping my thoughts on the props available for the 49ers for the upcoming season, I like the Garoppolo under 4,074.5 passing yards. I like the under 27.5 passing touchdowns for Garoppolo at minus 110. Uh, and I also like uh, the George Kittle over 1075.5 receiving yards, which is available at minus 110. And those are my three props. Uh, Bose is available to win defensive rookie, uh, to win defensive player of the year. Not a fan of that personally. So that is going to recap uh, this week's episode of Betting Bay Area on the player props for the 49ers. Once again, though, if you enjoy the show, Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. They're also available in favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. Thanks for watching the Betting Barrier Podcast, the Believe Podcast Network. And I look forward to seeing all of you once again next week. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.